Hello to my fellow humans with true crime obsessions. Welcome back to Crime Obsessed Dog Mom. I'm Michelle, the Crime Obsessed Dog Mom, with my co-host not at my feet this week. He is giving his dad some cuddles upstairs who had shoulder surgery on Thursday. So we're kind of laying low here this this weekend, the last few days. Been a little weird, but uh, it's all good. Uh, today we're going to take a look at the tragic death of Dorothy Jane Scott. Without further ado, let's hit that intro. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We are continuing to grow. Got a couple of different listeners from around the world, Costa Rica, Russia, Norway. Uh, so those are those are really cool. Thanks, everyone that's followed on social media, TikTok, Twitter. Got a couple people there and even on Instagram as well. So today I actually posted a picture of, <laughs> of me and the dog. And he was there. We... The Weather Channel told me I had 30 minutes <laughs> before the rain would come in, and I should have known better, but I did not. And we are we're getting some pretty bad uh, thunderstorms here today, rain. But I'm kind of found like a two-hour window here that it's not doing any of that, so I'm going to take the time. But we were walking just to kind of hopefully get our walk in before a mostly chill day within the house, and I was like, okay, we can do this real quick. And about 10 minutes in wind really started picking up and we were like oh crap and then it was like just a little bit raining and then it was like torrential downpour <laughs> and, I, and those are on my and my uh, twitter and my instagram they uh we were drenched and my husband came with us and he has like this really crazy brace on so it got all wet and so i ended up having to like blow dry everything and we were <laughs> it was a mess we were soaked all of our clothes and it was it was a it was kind of a little bit funny, but uh, just like I said, we've been kind of having a chill few days here, just to recover. And it, I didn't know really knew no I guess that I needed a little bit of a vacation, but I apparently did. Uh, I have a little bit of a headache today. I had a little bit of a headache last week too. So if my energy wasn't like super great last week, that's probably why. Uh, I, I want to get, I want to be consistent with the episode uploads. So I might go back and re record them when I have a little bit more energy, but my head is just been killing me and it has to be the, the weather here in Michigan is insane and it's spring. So it's really hot and then it's really cold. And like, yeah, the other yesterday it was like 90 degrees here. And now today it's like thunderstorms and like pressure is high. I think tomorrow it's supposed to be like 60. So the pressure changes, temperature changes, all that kind of stuff really messes me up. But I am trying to get Rory out a little bit more. He enjoys the walks, of course. Um, so do I. I like to kind of get my day started out on a positive note. Get my, my Apple Watch rules my um, <laughs> my life. So getting like a good 20-minute walk in before work or just early. It's a good way to get the heart going and, and just get everything kind of woken up. So today, uh, like I had mentioned in the intro, we are going to look at really tragic death of Dorothy Jane Scott. At the end of the day, she was really just doing something, just doing a good thing and, you know, helping out a friend. And then all of a sudden she's just gone. And it's a very weird case. So let me get started. 
So Dorothy Jane Scott, I'm just going to call her Dorothy throughout, uh, single mom living in Scranton, California with her aunt and her four-year-old son, uh, Shanti. She was a secretary for two uh, jointly owned Anaheim stores, one that sold like psychedelic uh, items like love beads, lava lamps. And then that was called Swinger Psych Shop. And then there was another thing. It's called a head shop called Custom John's. I didn't know what a head shop a head shop was, so I looked it up, and it's it's a place specializing in like paraphernalia uh, used for like consuming marijuana, cannabis, and tobacco. So probably like bongs and and pipes and stuff like that, which I'm sure at the time was kind of like a little risky since this was like the 80s. Uh, so yes, coworkers and friends said that she really was kind of like a stay-at-home homebody. She was a devout Christian, didn't drink, didn't do drugs. Her parents lived in Anaheim, and they babysat all the time, as good grandparents do while she was working. Dorothy's dad said that she might have dated, like, occasionally, but there was, like, no steady boyfriend at the time of of this crime. So that's something that's important to remember is generally when someone is murdered or goes missing, they always, like, look at the spouse first, which is understandable. And, but, because if you think about it, anytime, like, anybody goes missing, they always look at the, the husband first or the, or the wife first or whatever. Uh, but I think that's important to note that they, there wasn't, like, a significant other in her life at this point. So, on May 27th, which isn't too far from uh, right now, so this is about 42 years ago, if my math is correct. I think that's about right. Yeah. So she's 32 years old at this time. Dropped her young son off at her parents and in Anaheim. Uh, went to a company meeting. Remember that the places that they're jointly owned. And during the meeting, she noted that her one coworker, Conrad, didn't look well at all. And he had this like red mark on his arm. She, once again, she was a very nice woman, very kind. She... And a coworker named Pam left that employee meeting and took Conrad to the ER uh, at UC Irvine Medical Center. Dorothy, this is important to remember, Dorothy changed. She had a black scarf on and she ended up changing into a red one. Stopped by her parents' house because obviously right there watching her kid just to check in on her son like a good mom does. Uh, medical personnel, once they were at the ER, determined that Conrad had suffered a black widow spider bite and they were treating him. That's like a huge fear of mine. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I don't like, I, I, I don't mind spiders or bugs in general, but like not on my body at all. Like, and, I, and I'm the kind of person, and I'm going to be honest, I, if there's a spider in my house, I'm going to do everything in my power to get it trapped on a piece of paper or something. I'm going to take it outside. But there are certain little bugs. Like they're called silverfish. They're just like these little. little like, gross. <laughs> uh, unfortunately those don't make it. Because they just slither around. They're really nasty. Um, I don't know why I get them. I keep my house really clean. So I don't know what happened. But certain bugs. Like if it's like a beetle or something. I- I'll try to do my best to save you. But if you are just going to be too much. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do something about it. But regardless, you know, Conrad had been bit by a black widow. They were treating him, and Pam said that Dorothy remained in the ER waiting room. Uh, and at no time, Pam said that Dorothy leave. Like she didn't leave at all. She was there the whole time. 
So at about like 11 o'clock that same night that they had gone to the ER, he started to recover, right? They got the antivenom. They got what they got to get. And he was starting, you know, he was getting ready to get discharged, which we all know can take a little bit of while, a little while. So Pam stayed with him and he had, you know, had to fill out the paperwork for insurance. And Dorothy went to fetch her car and bring it closer to the entrance so that he didn't have to, like, exert a ton of effort and walk super far because he had been bitten (laughs) by a black widow. So, you know, just trying to be a good friend, right? So Pam said that, like, she saw uh, Dorothy use the restroom real quick before she went out to the parking lot. Then after a few minutes, Pam looked out, right, to, like, see if Dorothy had pulled around. But she saw Dorothy's car exit the hospital parking lot instead so they assumed hey maybe she got noticed from her her parents or something like she's got to go check on her her kid and so they kind of waited and they and they it was like they waited like two hours for her to return which you would think she would have like called the hospital or told them something if something was up but so pretty much after the long two hours they ended up calling like or you know notifying the hospital security and then like call their parents were like what the heck have you guys seen her and about 4 30 on may 29th uh several hours you know after she had been seen her car which was a white uh 1973 toyota station wagon was found burning on fire in an alley about like 10 miles from the hospital so but they didn't find her or you know they had just assumed somebody had maybe kidnapped her at that point they didn't find anybody nearby So the first major lead that they had was that it was reported that Dorothy had received numerous phone calls at work for weeks before she vanished. She told a co-worker that this unidentified caller watched her every move, which is major creepy. She mentioned that he described specific details of her life to her, which then led her to believe that these calls were real and not just like a prank call. He would say things like, when I get you alone, I'll cut you up in a bit so no one will ever find you. One time to confirm that he was actually watching her every move was that he called and he said that he left her a gift. And when she looked outside, she saw a single dead rose on the hood of her car, which is so creepy. These calls actually scared her so much that she ended up trying karate as a form of self-defense because she, if she needed to, she needed to whoop some ass. On August 6th of 1984, so a few years later, a construction worker discovered a dog, which is so sad, and a human bones, also very sad, side by side, about 30 feet from a Santa Ana Canyon road. The bones were partially charred, and authorities believe that they had been there for at least two years because a bushfire had swept through the site in 82. So a turquoise ring and watch were found. Dorothy's mom said that the watch had stopped at 1230 on May 29th. That's like an hour after Pam and Conrad had last seen them at, at the hospital. On August 14th, the bones were identified as Dorothy's by dental records. But unfortunately, a lot of time had gone by. They were charred. They couldn't determine the cause of death. So, unfortunately, the horror of her disappearance didn't end that day. Almost every Wednesday for four years, the phone rang at her house with the voice of the same unidentified man who harassed her. Calls usually came when her mother was home alone. He would either ask for her 
or state he'd killed her and that she had been held captive. So a possible motive surfaced in Dorothy's murder uh, in June 1980, which is not too long after she went missing. An identified man, he called the front desk of the Orange County Register. That's a paper that had run the, the story that day about the case that what had happened. A managing editor told the police the man had said, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else, so I killed her. The editor said also that the caller knew Conrad had suffered from a spider bite that night. The caller also knew that Dorothy was wearing a red scarf because remember, if you think back, she had changed that black scarf to a red one after the employee meeting. So neither of those details were known and they weren't they weren't published in that article that was had released that same day that this caller was calling in. The caller also claimed that Dorothy had phoned him from the hospital that night. But remember, Pam was like, she never left my side. So she, you know, she dis- disputed the claim. She never saw Dorothy leave the whole, you know, she saw her the whole time. She never left. She wasn't doing anything. She had not made a phone call. And unfortunately, this is going to be a short, little bit of a shorter episode. Last couple have been because they think that that anonymous caller was responsible for Dorothy's death, but they don't know. They don't know. They don't, it's still unsolved. It's really sad. And, you know, she's just out here trying to do something good for her friend and ends up somehow dying. I don't know what happened from the time that she was like, Hey, I'm gonna go get my car to her pretty much like peeling out of the, the hospital parking lot. What happened in the, in those moments? Was it even her driving the car? Was it somebody else? Was she kidnapped in the parking lot? That's what I'm assuming, right? And then they burned her car. Uh, it's truly sad. And this is just one of those things that it stalking wasn't really like talked about, I think, a lot back then. So it's something that I think we need to continue to talk about. There, this is something so many women have to deal with men have to deal with it as well being harassed being stalked just horrible 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 things so it's something that we have to continue to talk about and it's tragic that they still don't know what happened like i said they they assume that the person that called in about after that article had been written was about dorothy and that person had killed her but they still don't know who it was he was clearly stalking her harassing her and was deeply demented for to continue to call for four years after she disappeared and just to harass her mom like that just scum of the earth kind of guy and they might not find out who he is and I hope I hope they do I'm gonna be honest with you I hope they do but there is I hope the deepest pit of hell he falls into and, and never gets out because that, that is just so messed up. She's trying to be a good person, help her friend out, take him to the hospital. And she ends up dying as a result because she's something happened. There's just not a lot of information. They don't know what happened. And I just truly wish that they did because she didn't deserve that. All right. So there's really not a lot left. I'm so sorry. There's like, once again, another short case that 
next week I have a little bit of a, a longer case. This one, it's someone that didn't die. Someone's like a freaking badass survived a horrific experience and came out the other side a warrior crazy ptsd but this this mofo that hurt her got caught and yeah it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be wild to be honest with you but i do appreciate y'all turn tuning in today i pre i'm sorry if my energy's not the same still dealing with a headache still dealing with like just a lot of craziness that's happening in the house but we're we're getting there uh, i'm hoping to make these episodes a little bit longer I don't know if I need to like slow down talking. I like them to be closer to 30 minutes. I think this one is going to be a little bit closer to just 20 minutes. But I think that those are kind of digestible. I'm on a time, you know, time to go to work, time to go for a quick walk. 20 minutes is about how long I normally walk the dog unless we're going for a long walk, which is about 45-ish minutes or so. But we'll get there. Still working on perfecting the the research and getting better at this working on my pacing working on my breathing this is something that like I said I'm only four episodes in and I'm still learning trying to do best do my best and get better every week and hopefully I keep like I don't keep having headaches on all the days that I want to record because I do want to give a very good effort and make sure I'm having some really good energy because I, I really do have a really good energy to me, especially when it comes to something I'm passionate about and I'm very passionate about this. I just, uh, I don't know if it's the weather or something, but it's, it's just been really, really uh, getting me down here the last couple of weeks. So maybe I need to try to record during the week. <laughs> I don't know what's going on on the weekends. I just keep getting these headaches. It's a little bit wild, but so source source materials, as always, are going to be on like the show notes. You can find them. We are on a couple of different platforms now. Like I had mentioned before, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on Audible, Amazon Music. I think one's called like Podchaser, iHeartRadio. We're really just trying to get, I, I want anybody who's anybody to really go out and be able to find it. doesn't matter what kind of like what platform you are on. I would so, 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 so appreciate if you subscribe and rate. I got some really good podcast, like reviews and stuff on Apple Podcasts. I'm assuming it's my friends and my mom. And uh, like, once again, I haven't like put this out there for everybody. But if you are someone that doesn't know me personally, I would so, so appreciate if you could just give me a good review. And if it's not a good review, please like send me an email. It's crimeobsesseddogmom at gmail.com. Or DM me on any of my social medias, and I'll and I'll talk about those here in a minute. But I I, I want to get better. If you have any questions, let me know. Feedback, stories. I'd love to get more into international stories. I know a lot about like different American, U.S. based, North American based crimes, just because that's what a lot of the current podcasts that I listen to, they cover a lot of the same American-based stuff, but I would be so willing to do some research on international cases because they deserve to be talked about as well. So thank you once again. Uh, we can grow, spread the word. We want to get out there. I appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. I thank you for those that have followed me. My Instagram is Crime Obsessed Dog Mom. Twitter is C-O Dog Mom Podcast. 
TikTok, same thing. CO, Dog Mom Podcast. You should be able to just like search Crime Obsessed Dog Mom and it should come up. But let me know for some reason if you do that and it doesn't work. Thank you so much once again. Uh, I'm hoping next week I don't got a headache. It's kind of wild that I keep having headaches. But I do appreciate your support. Stay true crime obsessed. Love on your animals and be kind. And I will talk to you all next week.